there's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Texas Tech Red Raiders for the second time in three years are headed to the College World Series. Welker takes it at the 11. New routines pave the way. Welcome in, everybody, to the Talking Tech Podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation, part of the Guns Up Nation Podcast Network. I am your host, Stephen Rodriguez, my co-host, Tristan McGonigal. And Tristan, this is the week. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah, it is. I'm so ready for this freaking game on Tuesday, I can't even contain myself. This is going to be the longest two days of our entire lives. I am getting no work done Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> Not at no, all. None. I am focusing 100% on this game. I am so excited for it. Uh, I want to beat Chris Beard so badly. I think the entire section of West Texas and Red, Ra- Red Raider Nation as a whole would want nothing more in their entire lives. I'm telling you, their entire lives. Yes, this is – I mean, we've been looking forward to this game since April 1st, since he decided – uh, to move on to Texas, in the words of him, move on. I've ex- I've decided to accept another challenge, uh, mm-hmm. acting like he completed the challenge here at Texas Tech. He did. Um, he, he did. You know? Yeah, apparently he did. He didn't. Um, <laughs> he, he told us uh, we are going to get to Monday night. And then when we made it to Monday night, he told us again after we lost that we are going to win this game, that Texas Tech is going to do it, and he is going to lead us there. And then he left for Texas. <laughs> yeah, then he lied. Yeah, yeah all, the, all, all lie. it was a lie. All it was a, a, a just a flat out lie. And then all the 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 story is told at that McDonald's over there in Plainview. So uh, I cannot wait for him to come back to the beautiful area of that is the cap rock but man i i hope he gets to leave with nothing but tears and regret and if you uh couldn't tell we are obviously talking about avery benson yes uh, <laughs> freaking avery man freaking avery benson hate that guy no we're talking of course about chris beard uh the snake of all snakes country club chris uh many many nicknames have been given to him since he decided to leave uh many deserved nicknames i should say is he the most hated figure in Texas Tech history? Um, now, I guess it comes down to him or one of the Jameses or Tommy Tuberville or even for some Mike Leach. But I feel like the, the, that Chris Beard's much more than all the rest. Maybe it's just an age thing. Maybe it's just a relevance thing, like a, a recency bias. But I... I Chris Beard just did us so much more dirty than all the rest of them did. Tuberville did us pretty damn dirty. He did. Uh, he did, but he didn't sneak out of the back window at the steakhouse forever to head off to Austin. He snuck off to Cincinnati where we'd never see him ever again. You that's know, true. The, Chris Beard goes to our arch rival, the team that we probably want to beat more than anybody every single year in every sport. Uh, and, and just, just, you know, so promises things that he doesn't follow up with. And he breaks us like that. And now we're, uh, now we're ready to repay the favor. I just I just think that he he tops them all. 
he tops them all for us. Uh, you know, we weren't there during the Tupperville times and during the Mike Leach debacle and uh, during the whole Adam and Craig James debacle. We weren't there for that. So uh, we were here as Texas Tech diehard fans uh, to see Chris Beard do this to us in. Um, yeah. So so for you and me, he is the most hated figure uh, from from our fandom, at least. You can't do that. This that is the worst thing you could possibly do is leave for a rival in. Texas or probably Texas A&M would be right there with him, but we don't even play in him anymore. Yeah. So really, you know, he's, he's coming back. Uh, he, he left Lubbock and Texas tech, and now he's going to try to beat Lubbock and Texas tech. And that's, you know, just the worst thing possible. So yeah, I, I'd agree that he's uh that he's probably my least favorite uh, figure in college sports. Easily. And you know, he's going to be coming back to Lubbock and he's, it's, it's going to be, he's probably gonna be feeling like he built that place, but no, no, sir. No, the culture was there with Mark Adams, and we have retained that culture. And it all started with with Tubby Smith. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to showing him that this place was way more than him. I'm sure he's thinking that that place was him. He'll think, and I'm sure UT thought that too. UT hired him, thinking we just there's the lightning in the bottle at Texas Tech. Let's just bring it over to Austin, and we're much better than every single way and all that. You know that arrogant UT attitude uh, that Chris Beard obviously emulates. He didn't even like Kirby Hoka to have a chance to, to counter any offer or anything like that. Chris was like, no, I've made my decision now. Bye. You know, and mm-hmm. took all the coaching staff with him and even the player. So, uh, well, took, took most of the coaching staff with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, I do believe that one or two of them did not get on a plane. That's yes. that's certainly uh, the fact of the matter as well. Yes. And, you know, we can all look back at it now. And there's plenty of tech fans that are out here saying, you know, why do we still care about Chris Beard? Why are we still talking about him? We have Mark Adams now. Let's move on as a fan base. Well, no, man, that's not what college sports are about. College sports are about rivalries. They're about, uh, you know, absolutely hating your rival and wanting them to lose. And when you get a figure do this to you, uh, a coach, leave your program for another program that you absolutely hate, you can still talk mess about them. Yeah, you can. I I, I don't endorse those uh, statements of just saying, you know, whatever about Chris Beard, we have Mark Adams now. And while that may be true, and it, and so far it's shown that we have ended up on the better end of this breakup right now, but, you know, we still hate the guy and we're still going to absolutely tear into him when he comes back to Lubbock. And that is more than well-deserved. I, I understand what they're trying to say. I, I do. And I do think there is a line that can be crossed with an obsession with Chris Beard, like, sure. uh, you know, living in every single UT basketball Twitter thread or something like that, or anything remotely pertaining to UT bringing up Chris Beard. I think there is a bit of an obsession that could be crossed the line, but I'm with you. Like if, if there's a shot to be had, take it at Chris oh, Beard yeah. without, without question. That's, that's the fun of sports. And that's just the, the, the emotion and passion we still feel about all of it. Um, and, but, but I kind of get what they're trying to say. Cause I think what they're trying to say is the best way that to, to get back at him and smack him in the face, smack UT in the face is being the better program, like winning, obviously winning more games and beating them on the court too. And, and, and out recruiting them and everything. That's, that's how you really smack them both in the face. And that's, and I cannot wait to see that unfold soon, but I do get what they're trying to say, but I'm with you, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm totally cool trashing the man every way we can. He deserves it. He, you know, he, he has us buy into him. And then without even, without even a second thought, he leaves as soon as he can, as soon as the first real phone call rings off his hook, he's gone. 
Like he, he, nothing anchored him in Lubbock at all. He didn't no, no second thoughts. No, I'm going to miss this fan base. No, no, no send off with any sort of dignity. He just snuck out like a thief in the night, hopped on a plane in the middle of uh, the middle of the, the, what was it? The summer night and just got out and without a second thought to what, what he was leaving. Yeah. And to your, to your previous point, you know, this isn't, this isn't the goal of the season is to beat Chris Beard or beat UT. That's not the goal. No, uh, that never has been for anybody here, but it is a big thing. And it would be an awesome thing to see us go and beat UT. If we, if we don't end up beating UT, it's not the end of the world, but it's also, you know, uh, something that motivates these players and something that these guys are going to want to do along with this entire fan base who feels like they were messed over by Chris Beard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the ultimate goal is to go, you know, NCAA tournament, get success there and, and win hopefully compete. Yeah. win the big 12 and compete for a national championship. And that's, and we're more than on track to do that. But, uh, you know, this game is the most anticipated regular season game in since when do you think? Uh, no, I think, I think this is the most anticipated ba- regular season basketball game text Tech's ever had in its entire history. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I think. I mean, maybe the imp- the implications themselves are big, just on a paper record conference race uh, idea as well. But just the what's at stake, the motivation that's at stake, the motives at stake, the stories behind it. I don't think they've ever been bigger for a basketball game at Texas Tech, though. You know, you and I, we speak from 20 somethings lenses here where, you know, we're still young in the in terms of fan base uh, in the Texas Tech fandom. But I, I think probably most any old or young fan will tell you that this. There's never been stakes emotionally for Texas Tech fans ever higher. And, I, and, you know, UT fans will try to play it off like it's not a big deal to them, too. But, you know, they their all eyes are going to be on this game as well. They're going to want to beat us so bad. So they can just because I feel like half, at least half of why UT hired Chris Beard was so just so Texas Tech couldn't have him. Just so they can, you know, it, you know put a little brother in their place. And, uh, you know, because that's why any fan, any UT fan ever brings up to a Tech fan is, you know, beards with us now and they don't they don't care about what happens on the on the court as long as tech tech doesn't have beard they're happy so uh i i i do think that this is probably the biggest game in regular season basketball tech tech history and this isn't even just having ut and texas tech fans eyes on this game we've heard from numerous fans of other schools whether big 12 or not that they are so hyped for this game. And we've seen the national media now, you know, John Rothstein's tweeting it out, uh, you know, Lubbock Tuesday night, Texas tech, Texas, Jeff Goodman is now, you know, been all of a sudden uh, a, a huge Texas tech fan. And, yeah. uh, you know, Even the fan blacking base. out his icon yeah, is yeah, his uh, avatar yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Blacking out his picture and everything. And uh, this is the most anticipated game in regular. I mean, if it's not for this year, like this year is probably going to be Coach K's last time playing North Carolina or whatever. That's probably going to be the most anticipated game because of that rivalry and those implications. But honestly, if you're looking at it from best storyline, this is the game that you want to see. And it's an absolute travesty that it is on ESPN2 and not on ESPN. Uh, but, you know, people are going to be watching this game instead of Auburn, Alabama, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. No, ESPN still has to get their SEC sweethearts right where they want them. You know, true. Like, true. I, no, th- this is the game you want to be watching, not not the uh, not Chris Beard's return. So, <laughs> um, no, it, perfectly put, man. And I, I just like you said, it's the the, the storylines are unmatched, and this is going to be the biggest game of the season for anybody even closely related to the Big Twelve or uh, the state of Texas in general. So, I I'm beyond hyped. I'm so glad we get them at home first. 
I'm so glad this is in Lubbock first and not in Austin. Yes. Um, because I think that's the perfect opportunity to absolutely crater them in the toughest home environment in all of college basketball. Uh, we are undefeated in Lubbock, Texas, and no one, a few other teams can say that. So this is this is an absolute arena they are walking into. And I don't think they've been, I, I bet they, I mean, there's no chance they're walking out with a W. That's all, that's all I'm trying to say. There you go. Yeah. Uh, blackout, by the way. Um, just, uh, I can't, I can't like with everything that went, went on on Twitter after the Mississippi state game with everybody blacking out their pictures and everybody just, everybody completely switched. They were like, okay, we got that game out of the way. Now we're ready for freaking Texas. We have uh, students camping out from last, from Saturday night till Tuesday night outside of the USA. We have all the media coverage you can imagine. We have national people coming in. We have just an absolute, insane environment that is going to be happening on Tuesday night. Um, and really, I, I just had a couple more questions for you and on what your thoughts are for this game. Um, how many things, how many, how many items do you think are going to be thrown on the court? That is the unfortunate fact, ain't it? And I don't, it's, it's probably not going to be tortillas either. You know, it's, no. it's probably going to be water bottles and beer cans. Um, you know, I don't think we make it out clean. I don't think it's it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, I, I want to give them hell, but obviously that's too far throwing stuff on the on the court. Um, but I do think it's going to be. I'm going to go with five items. Wow. You're going with five. You think going five? With five. Wow. That's because a lot. this is what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be like, you know maybe a call doesn't go text way. And then there's just like, it's just kind of a barrage where one guy doesn't and other people kind of join in. Um, but so I think that's, what's going to happen. I think it's gonna be a bit of a barrage um, five items that uh, you can see um, kind of come in into the picture, but I, I don't think five is all that much, but I, I, I thought that was, maybe I was going a little light, but yeah, I think you see like five water bottles or so. By the way, touchdown Kansas City. They are now up 21 to 3 on the Bengals. Uh we're Man, I can't recording. wait to see Texas Tech in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Texas Tech going to the Super Bowl, baby, on the way. <laughs> but uh no, I think I, I you know, first off, we have to say as you know, as much as we can say for everybody listening, and if you're going to the game, don't throw, don't throw no. stuff. Don't do that. Don't, you know, that it's a bad look for the fan base. It's a bad look for a lot of people. Don't throw stuff. Uh, yell profanities, you know, to an extent, yell what you want, but uh, don't throw stuff on the court. Don't try to get a technical foul for this team during the Mm -hmm. game or anything that could potentially hurt our chances of winning. Uh, Just be smart about it, guys. I know it's a, it's a huge game and uh, we absolutely hate the opposing coach, but uh, you know, just be smart about it and don't, don't give our fan base that bad of a look. Uh, We've already seen that happen too many times in the past uh, couple of weeks here, but um you know, I, I, I think there's going to be one. I think there's going to be one. Um, I, I can see to what you're saying here. When one thing happens, you know, people tend to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially so if they have, have had some help oh, yeah. intoxication-wise. Oh, yeah. That's Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, we've seen it before. Um, but, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But I do think there will be at least one uh, coming out on the court. But, um, you know, moving on from that question, let's see here. Will there be any altercation between UT coaches or players and tech fans? What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I don't think there's gonna be like any physical contact between any of them. I think there might there might be like an argument, like a spat, like you know, where someone will say something and maybe like 
somebody mm-hmm. will look at the crowd and maybe say something back. Uh, but I don't I don't think anything physical will happen because I think I think the USA is probably going to get so crazy with the security yeah. um, going in and out. Like in, anytime Chris Beard moves from his from the spot off the court, he's going to be like clouded in security. So I, I don't think anything physical will happen. Why do you? I don't think so. What I do think is going to happen, and I uh, this this will kind of go into my predictions thing, but um, there may be an altercation between players on the court. I think it's going to be a really heated game. Uh, and and I know a lot of the UT players don't have really anything to do with this. A lot of them are yeah. transfers coming in. They don't know the whole history. But, you know, Kevin McCullough and Santos Silva and Terrence Shannon, if he does end up playing, those guys know, that, you know, this, this game is going to be emotional. And, you know, I can see in the heat of things, basketball players playing, you know, with the most heart and the most energy, uh, you know, things tend to happen. And, and I imagine there will be at least one, uh, quote unquote fight. You know what it is in basketball where it's not even a fight. It's just guys getting in each other's faces. Yeah, That's getting, what yeah, I mean by chest that. Bumping. Yeah, exactly. I think there's going to be maybe one or two of those, but uh, in, in terms of tech fans and UT staff or UT players, I don't think there's going to be uh, a lot of issue there. What I do think is going to happen. And I can almost guarantee this is if UT loses this game, there will be a player and there will be a certain head coach that says something about the awfulness of what was said by the crowd without and, question and how unclassy our fan base is and how, uh, you know, this was a, uh, there was one person that said something horrible and I can almost guarantee it that it's going to happen, especially if they get routed. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're going to want to take some cheap shot at the very end, whether it's a, a, a flat out lie or just uh, even still, you know, it's just like this. This is sports. I mean, ugly stuff gets tossed around all the time, but you're right. People will just be more sensitive to it, especially if we route them and, uh, you know, they lose this emotional game. And, uh, you know, Chris Beard's going to want to win this game so badly. Mm-hmm. And if Mark Adams comes out here and just blocks his ass, you know, yeah. from even coming close, he's going to be so salty about it. I, I don't even know. If, I, I I wonder if we route them. I wonder what happens at the end of the game. Like whenever the, the whole, whenever players and coaches are supposed to be shaking hands, how do, would you envision that going down? I mean, I think I think the worst of it in terms of how crazy it'll get is if it's like a close game and tech wins either on a buzzer beater or something like that, because that that is just absolute eruption if that happens. Yeah. If we route them and we're up the majority of the game by a lot of points, I think it kind of eases into the end there. You know, we're still hyped up and we're still going crazy, but everybody's kind of accepted, hey, we just kicked their ass. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to do much more than what. But if this if we went on a buzzer beater or something, the roof is going to be blown off of that place. And I I don't even know what could potentially happen in terms of fans rushing. Yeah, let's say, you know, that type of stuff. So, um Again, advising everybody going to this game not to be an idiot. Don't do stuff that could, you know, cause harm to somebody. But, uh, but yeah, obviously be rowdy and be ready to, you know, cheer on the team. For sure. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, the chance. I, I wonder yes. how much is going to make it through live TV. I wonder if they're going to have to put any sort of filter or tone down the crowd at all on the television broadcast. Um, but, dude, it, I, I kind of just, you know, you, that was a good point to bring up at the end is it looks if you win, if we win. I mean, we will win, knocking on some wood, but um, whether we route them or or buzzer beater, either way, do you think we're going to do you think we're going to rush the court just because just from sheer emotion? I think Texas Tech is going to try their hardest to not 
have fans rush the court until UT is either off the court or mm-hmm. whatever, because there's so much that can happen. And I, oh, you're right. we, you're we right. had that, we had that incident when we rushed the court against West Virginia, where that West Virginia guy absolutely decked one of our fans mm-hmm. for kind of sort of bumping into him there at the end. I don't know if you, if the video is clear that uh, West, the, the West Virginia player was in the wrong there, but uh, you know, especially with everything going on in this environment, uh, I, you know, they, they can't let the students rush the court there until UT's at least in the locker room, especially but, Mr. Uh, Snakey Snake. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, some idiot, all it takes is one drunk idiot to go up to Chris Beard and get in his face, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, with everything going on, this game is going to be absolute insanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it's it's a good amount of insanity and not a, uh, you know, making headlines about how bad our fan base is insanity. Um, but let's move on to breaking down Texas because this is there's a game going on here. There's, <laughs> there's going to be a basketball <laughs> game played. It's not just Chris Beard coming back. There will be a basketball game being played. And Texas is coming in with the same exact record we have right now. Uh, in terms of teams they've beaten, they don't even compare with what Texas Tech has accomplished this season, and the rankings will show that. I'm sure Texas will be back to in the top 25 come Monday. We are currently recording this on Sunday, so we don't know, but I imagine they will because they are Texas and the AP voters love Chris Beard. Um, and Texas, the logo. Yeah, and the logo. The The Texas Longhorns have a good team. They have a good players on this team. Um their offense is extremely slow. Uh, they are, I think, the last time I checked, 348th in possessions per game. So they play slow, like very, very slow. And we've seen Remember Chris that. Beard's teams. Yeah, we've seen Chris Beard's teams. So we know how slow and how uh, awful the offense is to watch on a Chris Beard coach team. Um, and at times, UT has looked really, really bad. I mean, I watched the majority of that Tennessee game yesterday and that they went the final five and a half minutes of that game. They scored one point and luckily they had the lead that they had because Tennessee was about to make that comeback from them because their offense is so brutal. Um, They have some good players on this team. I will say Uh, the stars, the guys you got to watch out for obviously Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen, both of them transfers Uh, Carr coming from Minnesota, Timmy Allen coming from Utah, uh, both of them have been uh, the top scorers on this team. Uh, Carr, a guard, he can shoot, he can drive, he can pass, he can do a lot of everything. Uh, Timmy Allen is a forward. He kind of makes his living in the paint there. Uh, he doesn't really play on the perimeter much, but when they're trying to break a zone or anything, it's usually Timmy Allen who's finding a way to score. So these are their two top guys that we have to guard with our lives. But it just sounds like, do they have any snipers? Because that seems to be what can really stab us in the gut, uh, you know, with, 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 with the amount of threes we can let up. I mean, obviously, in the paint, we're not that worried. That's where we're, where we're the lockdownist, if that's a word. But, but <laughs> I mean, good players are still good players. But is that going to be a concern, like, c- compared to uh, passings we played? from? What's their ability from three like? Yeah, their perimeter shooting isn't fantastic uh, this season, but they do have some guys who can knock down a three-pointer, Marcus Carr being one of those. Uh, And then, of course, really it's their returners from last year's team that are the three-point shooters. Uh, Guys like Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, uh, Jace Fabris, those are the the four real weapons from three, I would say. Uh, And then they have a bunch of versatile kind of wing forward 
hybrids sort of deal. Uh, guys like uh, Trey Mitchell, Christian Bishop, Dylan Disu, uh, and then Timmy Allen, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, just a lot of guys that can that can find their living in the paint. Not necessarily shooters, though. That's good news. That's good news for us. Yeah. No middle, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The no middle <laughs> defense. This game, if you're not hitting the under, you better. Uh, and, if, <laughs> and if the under doesn't hit, it's because Texas Tech found a way to score a lot of points. Because yeah. I just don't see UT finding a way to score a lot against this defense. Um, it could, you know, uh, somebody could catch fire from three. And that's probably UT's key to winning is to knock down some three-pointers that they really haven't been this season. So, uh, you know, in, in such a crazy environment, I, I don't see it happening. But um, they do have a couple other guys that we should mention. Uh, Brock Cunningham is a hustle player that has played a lot as of recent uh, with UT. Um, he's just a, he's a guy that crashes the boards, and he always looks for the pass. He never looks to score. He's just one of those type of players that you have to watch out for um, and, and just out-hustle him, and you're fine. Well, I'm pretty sure that the the biggest threat we have to watch out for on the Texas Longhorn is is Mr. Avery Benson. I mean, <laughs> I heard I heard it from the UT fans that this is they got one of our best players to transfer to Austin, and that's that scares me. I'm very scared of this cowboy guy, this this concrete cowboy over in Austin. It's it's gonna be he's he's gonna come out looking to just do some damage, and I'm scared of him to be honest. Avery Benson has played um, minimal. This season, uh, <laughs> I don't know how many minutes he has total, but it's not very much. Um, what I do think is going to happen is I think Beard is going to come in here and I think he's going to throw in Avery Benson pretty early in this game just for the effect of it, uh, because he is, you know, the way that he is. Um, and, and maybe it's a message to some of his other guys that Avery Benson maybe has a chip on his shoulder too, and he's going to go in and fight his butt off in a, in a crazy environment. But I do think that Chris Beard puts in Avery Benson kind of early in this game. Wow. Really? Yeah. I hope I think it happens. I, I hope he does, dude. I would love I to hear the crowd heckle the heck out of him, man. I, we would, we would not shut up whenever he's on the court. I mean, we're not going to shut up the entire game, but if Avery Benson comes out on the court, our fans are going to give him so much hell. Yeah, well, and listen, if Avery Benson's out on the court and not one of these other players for UT, it's a good thing. So, yeah, exactly. I agree. So, yeah, I'm 100% cool with him if he wants to, uh, you know, play into the narrative and do that kind of thing, which I think Chris Beard will do. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, it, when it comes to Avery Benson, he's obviously a hustle player. We liked him when he was here, but then, you know, as soon as you leave for UT, you are no longer liked here. Yeah. Um, and he's just, I mean, you know, you know what Avery Benson is. So hopefully he does play a little bit. Well, he is, he is dead last on their depth chart. So I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't expect him to uh, make a huge difference. I mean, uh, it was, it was fun to have the character around when we had him in Lubbock, but I mean, he followed the snake to Austin. I mean, you're, you're just, you're, you're sorry. You're just as much on the shit list, man. We loved you here and you know, we did. And you're, you pull something like that especially with he also left in a bad way too man like he went to like mark adams's commencement speech and everything on like that acting like he's gonna stick around but then he follows the snake and like like you said you always say that he has a job lined up with chris beard so it's really the only logical thing you can think of he's followed beard everywhere and yeah. uh you know I, I was a little surprised when he was announced as one of the guys that was gonna stay uh because yeah. i just thought he really loved texas tech and and you know, fed into the culture. But, uh, you know, if you have a, a certain opportunity coming for you 
you know, whatever. You're not you you weren't gonna play on this year's Texas Tech team either. So <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. just kind of that's true. You know, for it, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, but what UT does right, and I will say they are a very good defensive team. They do, they they lock it down. Um, I they're not as good a defensive team as Texas Tech in my eyes, but they are a strong and solid uh, you know, they, they play the same type of defense. They don't, they like to protect the middle. They don't, uh, you know, they're always on a guy at all times and and they go for stretches where opposing teams don't score a lot. And I, I guess when you're talking about Texas Tech's offense, we've seen the highs and the lows. Uh, we mm-hmm. just watched a Mississippi state game where we had all gears rolling. We were scoring in transition. We were knocking down some perimeter shots. I mean, you know, if that type of team comes out here for Texas Tech, we have a really, really good chance and we feed into the crowd and we embrace it and we play fast and we catch them off guard. I think we'll win this game pretty easily. I mean, something to be happy about, especially, you know, when we're talking about how our offense can sometimes not exactly light up a scoreboard like we'd like them to. These past four games, we've scored 70 plus points mm-hmm. every game. Mm-hmm. So we were we are making it work. We are getting the ball through the hoop. So I think if we have any sort of offensive production like we had against Mississippi State, Kansas, West Virginia, Iowa State, we're going to be fine because our defense is going to definitely be in the game as it always is. It's going to be a factor no matter what. And obviously add on to our, our home court advantage, which just helps out our defense even more so that it's this is a recipe for great success. I know I know Texas has a great defense as well, but man, if, if we can get something rolling and the crowd gets into it, I, I don't think there's any stopping us. It's just with our home crowd environment that's already lethal for anyone that comes in it's just amplify that and that's why i'm really looking forward to it yeah no doubt i did i did want to move on to kind of a tough question here and it's uh it's for a lot of texas tech fans right now are kind of wondering after watching that mississippi state game um do we have a terrence shan juder problem dude i mean that's that hurts to even hear but it's something we've all asked ourselves in our head yeah, it's definitely from, you know, it's hard to deny when you've seen this team now beat Baylor, Kansas, and route Mississippi State, a, a pretty good team. You know, Mississippi State's no slouch, uh, all without Terrence Shannon. And we've seen games with Terrence Shannon where our offense has looked absolutely brutal. I mean, yeah. looked really, really bad. The ball doesn't move. He's, he's kind of a ball stopper, and as good of a player as he is, as good of a weapon and as good of a piece that he is, uh, we haven't seen it much this year from him. And uh, he's coming off injuries. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on with, with Terrence Shannon. I'm not trying to say Terrence Shannon Jr. is a bad basketball player, but really besides, what, the West Virginia game, that was the only good Terrence Shannon Jr. game of, of playing against a good team, you know? I think it's a a valid question to ask and the results kind of speak for themselves lately. And I think my theory on it is it's the injury. I think the injury has kept them out of practice. It's kept them out of the games and, and whenever you're not perfecting your crafts, you're going to get rusty and it's to no fault of his own. He hasn't been able to bond with the players like you can, like you really can practicing all out in, in, in practices. And of course the games where the rubber really meets the road, he just hasn't been able to build that up with his fellow players himself but you're right man it's uh, i really hope he does play the ut game because it's a game where you expect everyone to turn it on where motivation will not be an issue where being locked in will not be a problem but it's at the same time you kind of hope we're, we're just doing so well without him would it 
wouldn't it be better if maybe he was injured a little longer or in recovery a little longer? I mean, I'm not hoping for an injury at all. I'm just, you get what I'm saying. Cause you can't keep him out if he's ready to go. Yeah. 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 You can't, you can't bench Terrence Shannon Jr. You don't do that to an NBA prospect. You don't do no. that to a loyal guy that stayed with the program through a coaching change. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of this that, that leads to this question is because of the, upped up ability that we've seen from Adonis arms and how well he's played with Terrence Shannon jr. Not playing. Uh, You know, we've seen him absolutely take over the first half against Mississippi state. We've seen him close the game super strong against a really good Baylor team in Waco. This is, this is a guy who has really stepped up in the absence of Terrence Shannon jr. And looked like an NBA prospect when he's not on the floor, when Shannon's not on the floor, that is. Um, I mean, Adonis Arms had 16 points and seven assists against Mississippi State. That's playmaking along with scoring. That's mm-hmm. something you need to get this offense going in, you know, where we've seen a Terrence Shannon Jr. offense uh, where he's just not moving the ball. He's not really buying in. He's kind of looking for his own shot and not really anybody else's. And as I think Shannon's played great defense in his time here, but Adonis Arms does the same thing. And so, you know, if you're seeing uh, a more of a team-oriented player in Adonis Arms helping us win games and score points on the offensive end, it's hard not to just say, you know, let's let's roll with him and less with Shannon. Yeah, Adonis Arms has been outstanding, and he, mm-hmm. he's really stepped up and fulfilled that role where we, we where we needed him. But how do you address this issue then? Like, what what do you do about it? What's what's the fix here? I think the fix here is just to get more minutes for Adonis, whether he's coming off the bench or starting. I don't really care. I just think, you know, you kind of play the game and see how the game flows and everything. And you and you play who you need to down the stretch in, in that um, in that Kansas game. I would that we lost uh, in Allen Fieldhouse. I probably would have preferred some more arms minutes to Terrence Shannon minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's an easy thing to say in hindsight. But. Uh, you know, you look at it, Terrence Shannon was one of 11 from the field that game and just yep. was absolutely tough to watch on the offensive side. Especially at the um, end of the game. Yeah, yeah, and took those dumb shots at the end of the games. And, you know, you wonder if that same thing would have happened should Adonis have been in. Uh, and maybe that means benching another guy for to have both of them on the court because they're two weapons, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But that's something Mark Adams has to figure out. And uh, we may not have that issue this game. It, it, Mark Adams didn't seem super confident that Terrence Shannon was going to uh, play this game. He said there's a chance that he could play against UT, but you know, with all the back issues he's been dealing with, uh, it's uh, if he can't go, he can't go. Yeah, it's it sounds like it's he's still in recovery. Then I think if he was going to play for this game, we would already know because it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of hype kind of building up. I'm sure TJ would be on social media, you know, talk about the fans, how he's excited to see him on the court and all that. And, um, but I, I guess, you know, if we're rolling what you like, we are, this isn't necessarily a bad thing then, you know, see, like mm-hmm. you said, seeing Adonis arm stepping yeah, no, up. I, he agree. Has. I agree. Why, um, why, but, why mess you know, that's with a problem this? for, for a later date. Hopefully uh, if he does decide to give it a go against UT uh, props to him, man, I, hopefully all of it just comes together perfectly on Tuesday. Uh, no matter what, and no matter what, the, all these guys give it their all because I think they all understand the gravity of this game. They understand the situation and what it means to the fans, people behind them cheering. So I think they're going to give it to them. I think they're going to put on a show for that home crowd, no matter what, no matter who's on the court. So, yeah, and another huge storyline here for this game is is Bryson Williams. Uh, this is a guy who uh, committed to Texas Tech, uh, transferred from UTEP into his final year of college basketball. 
Uh, it was between I don't know if it was between just Texas Tech and Texas, but those were two of his top choices. Mm-hmm. And uh, Texas hired Rodney Terry, who was Bryson Williams's coach throughout basically all of his college career. Um, and when they did that, you kind of figured, hey, okay, Bryson Williams is going to go over to Texas. Well. He flipped and he said, hey, I want to learn defense from Mark Adams. I'm going to Texas Tech. And I think that's actually a pretty big key in this. It kind of feeds into more of this rivalry here. Absolutely, man. Like all hands are on deck for this game. And even Bryson has skin in this, even though he's never seen UT on the court as a Red Raider. He still has skin in this. He wasn't recruited by Chris Beard until uh, he answered the transfer portal. Um, And now he goes to Texas Tech. Um, and is becomes our leading scorer. He's averaging more points than anyone else on the t- on the team right now. He's he's really had a great stretch lately. Um, and I do stand by the fact that we've never said a bad thing about him uh, or about his any any sort of slow start he's ever had. Never said anything like that. <laughs> um, but uh, dude, that's that's a great point to bring up. I know Bryce is obviously going to bring it because at home he has really brought it. He's he's really fed off the energy of the crowd, and he always, he's always quick to thank the crowd showing up and uh, being loud. So that is, that's a good point to bring up, man. And the way he's been scoring, we're going to need him. We're going to need that reliable scoring that he's provided lately, because like you said, you know, our scoring isn't necessarily our strongest suit, but he makes it, he makes sure to get, to get us further up on the board. Yeah. And I mean, he's probably going to have Trey Mitchell on him the majority of the game, and he's a pretty good defender in his own right. He kind of holds his own one-on-one, but uh, if you do get him in a one-on-one situation with Trey Mitchell, I think, uh, Bryson, you go, you go do you, man. I mean, seriously, because, uh, really UT, I think is going to be double teaming him a lot. So if you do get that opportunity to go one-on-one down there in the post, you take it and you hopefully take your points. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to probably bombard him and that's when you kick it out and you try to find the open man and, and keep the ball working on offense. Um, you know, I, I, I think this is going to take another huge game, and like every game, it seems, from Kevin O'Banner. Kevin O'Banner is a guy who was uh, – he, he found a stroke a little bit last game against Mississippi State, hit two, three balls, which was really nice to see, but uh, he's going to have to grind down there. They got some long athletic rebounders on that Texas team uh, that he's going to have to kind of, you know, time it and, and block out and uh, do what Kevin O'Banner does. I mean, it, it hasn't been an issue for him. The hustle is always there. Uh, and if he's knocking down his three pointer, it's it's just another added plus. Well, he and Bryce Williams have been the, some of the most re- reliable guys these past few games. They've really definitely been two dudes that have stepped up and filled in uh, where our our star players in quotation marks have really kind of let us down lately. So he's 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 been everything we needed him to be. He's definitely filled uh, all the roles he can, even if it's not just uh, scoring. So I, I feel good that he's just going to keep rolling because it's it's been continually getting better for him as well. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So he's really honing uh, it in. What do you what do you expect from Kevin McCullough here? Dude, I think Kevin McCullough kind of has a comeback game. I think, yeah. you know, he's he's been locked down on defense and he 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 fills his role of a facilitator pretty well. Um, but I'm ready to see start uh, some more scoring from again. And I think we're gonna see him kind of turn it on, really get more aggressive. I see mm-hmm. Kevin McCullough getting really aggressive in this game. I think that's where he's gonna be at his best and really start making some plays. Um I think he's gonna have a big game. What about you? I, like you, think that Kevin McCullough is going to have a bounce-back game. He obviously had one of his worst games of his career against Kansas, and uh, then, you know, the whole death threat situation happened, and I thought he played well against Mississippi State, uh, didn't take a lot of shots, so that wasn't really uh, something to judge here, but I thought he was aggressive. 
he didn't seem like he was 100% himself in that Mississippi yeah. State game, though. I think uh, he wasn't as emotional as he usually is. Uh, you know, defensively, he still did great, and he, and he made those hustle plays that you always expect from him, but uh, just something seemed a little off from him, and, and I, I wonder if all this stuff, as of late, a lot of emotions are happening for him. So, uh, you know, but I do think he gets it together and I think that he absolutely has a bounce back game against Texas, against his former coach. Uh, I think Kevin McCuller gets over 15 points. I just do. I think yeah, he, it, he it, finds it, his stroke. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to go, go ahead and go right off of you. I mean, you're, you're yeah. worried about him finding emotion in a game. <laughs> you don't even have to ask for yeah, this really. game. So he, yeah, really. I really do think it's going to be a comeback game. Like you were just uh, capitalizing on. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so that was one of my predictions. Let's kind of get into predictions. I don't know if you have a score prediction. I do. But uh, let me let me hear it. What do you think, dude? I I think I think we beat them by double digits. I think we mm-hmm. come out full fledged ahead. And maybe it's a little close to the beginning, but I think we take off. I think we really put our foot on the neck and just keep pressing down because I think we're going to beat them by something like uh, a sixty six to fifty two. Okay. I think we're going to beat them by by those kinds of numbers and just not let up the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair prediction. UT has definitely scored their fair share of games in the fifties. So, and you know, they haven't gone up against this good a defense yet. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see how that uh, slower nonchalant offense for a lot of, a lot of parts of what we've seen from UT goes against this Texas tech defense. Uh, I also wrote down that Texas tech will win by 10 plus. I think uh, early on, it's going to be emotional. There's going to be some missed shots. There's going to be some turnovers from both sides, I think. Uh, and if one team comes out firing, I would be very, very surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. If one team just goes on an absolute tear goes up 10 nothing, hits their first three three-pointers, I would be very surprised. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of energy going on in this building, even if you weren't jitters. a part. Yeah, even if you weren't a part of the Chris Beard Texas Tech story, you know, guys like Marcus Carr and uh, Kevin O'Banner and guys that really haven't been here, you know, until this past season. So um, I, I have 75-63 Texas Tech. I think there will be some scoring uh, once we get those jitters out of the way. And I think Texas Tech kind of rolls with it. Um, I, I don't. I don't really envision a scenario here where UT uh, keeps it super tight or maybe shoots their way back into it. Um, you know, obviously they play very good defense, so you know that can always hurt you. But uh, I just, I just feel like Texas Tech comes out and, and wins this game pretty handedly. Yeah, I, I really don't think our defense and Red Raider Nation lets them get into it. I think we keep mm-hmm. them out of the game the entire time because I think we'll get in their heads the entire gut time, whether it's our players in their heads with their lockdown defense or our, our insanely loud crowd behind them. I think it's just going to be too many distractions for the easy players to handle. I think we, we take care of business without problem. And to us, we're just going to be acting like it's another day in the office, man. It's going to be a huge victory, but it's going to be like, hey, it's what we are. We're Texas Tech. You know, it's, it's the program, not the guy. You know, well, we have our guy, but he didn't yeah. get on the plane. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I also think, in, you know, leading to that point, how Texas Tech wins handily. I think we hold Marcus Card under eight points and it's not something a lot of teams have been able to do. He's obviously a very effective scorer and he's, you know, he's very good at basketball. So uh, I, I think we hold him to under eight points. Uh, he's kind of struggled in this offense at times, getting it going, uh, finding his shot, you know, with a bunch of other guys on this team. Uh, he was the only guy on Minnesota last year. And so we saw what he can do as the main guy. They didn't win a lot of games though, but he scored a lot of points. So I think Marcus Carr is going to kind of fun, run into a little bit of a Kevin McCuller uh, lockdown defensive game. And uh, he's going to have to deal with that sort of stuff. So I think he's held to under eight points. 
Um, I already said the Chris Beard and the UT players' comments on the awful things they're going to hear from the Tech crowd. I can already see that mm-hmm. happening. Uh, that was one of my predictions. I think Tech knocks down 80% of their free throws this game. Well, let's go. Let's yeah. go, man. I would love to see that. It'd be so refreshing. Yeah, it would be because our free throw shooting has not been a strong point for our team this season. But I just I had this feeling that these guys are going to maybe not early on knock them down. But when we need the most, I think our guys are going to are going to pull it out. Uh, Kevin O'Banner, we've seen him shoot much better from the stripe. Uh, Adonis Arms has shot pretty well. Uh, even Santa Silva's knocked down a few of them. So um, I, I just think our guys bring it and I think our, our crowd is involved. And, you know, that one that few moments of silent during this game are going to be when we're shooting free throws. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think that'll be good for us. Yeah. I think it's our guys would be so emotional and obviously that can affect the way you play, but I, I just, I can't see these guys not going in with laser focus to accomplish, accomplish this mission. I don't think anything's going to stop them. I think they're going to go walk into that arena and, and take care of business. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be close at the end of the game. That's for sure. And I love, I love the thought of it. I'm so excited. I'm really, really, really ready for it. Yep, no doubt. My final prediction was that I said it earlier. I'm not going to get any work done on Monday or Tuesday. I'm just not. <laughs> Agreed. I think I'm that's done. just a, a pretty broad statement yeah. for all of us. Yeah, I mean, we're just all thinking about this game. We're all hyped up about it. We uh, there's the amount of hype is through the roof for everybody here. We've all blacked out our profile pictures. If you haven't, get on it. Uh, and we're just we're just so ready. These these tents are built. Uh, pizza I hear is being delivered by a recruit that we just got and his gracious family. Uh, let's kind of, kind of leading into that. Uh, yeah. we did, we did get a 2023 basketball recruit in Drew Steffi, a four-star mm-hmm. guy. Um, he's a fantastic shooter. He's going to be class of 2023. So he's not going to come in for a year. Uh, he's six, five. He's from Frisco Memorial high school in Frisco, Texas. Um, and he's just, he's a really, really good player. And this is a great pickup for Mark Adams. And I've loved what he's been saying lately. He said like, one of the things I really sold him was the fans. He mm-hmm. said like, those are the best fans I've ever seen. That atmosphere is insane. And he wants to play in front of those fans. And I love a guy that immediately just buys into it like that. And he just, he loves the community, loves Lubbock. And, uh, it's just ready to wear the Scarlet and Black for all the right reasons. And I'm really excited about him, you know, it, and having a sniper doesn't, doesn't stink either because we're kind of lacking guys that just you know can can put it through the hoops so consistently as him exactly and i was just about to say with the with the team we're looking at this year a not so good shooting uh, uh team overall uh to get a guy like this and uh even a guy who's expected to be much more than a shooter a really good defensive player and uh you mm-hmm. know keeps the ball moving can handle it a little bit so I mean, he's the number 12 player in the state of Texas in the class of 2023 right now. So uh, being and being a four-star recruit ranked by 247 composite, which is just about the best ranking system you can look at and the most legitimate, uh, that's a huge pickup. And, and for, you know, I'm sure we're going to get a few more to follow. There's obviously some names that are still up in the air uh, right now, and we'll see those pile in as they come. But uh, this is a massive pickup. I love how his family and his, his family's presence on social mm-hmm. media and everything, his dad and Matt, uh, has been all about Red Raider Nation since they committed. And even before that, he was tweeting out a bunch of stuff during their he visit was. and everything. So uh, this is just a – it seems like a good family, good player, good kid. It seems like a perfect fit for the culture. Yep. Just very yep. family-oriented, community-oriented guy. Now, it doesn't really look like he's out for himself. He just wants to be part of a great team. I love that about him. Um, and he's kind of the guy – he's the recruit that went on uh, Jeff Goodman's – show and ousted Jeff Goodman as a Texas Tech fan. (laughs) Honest to God, I think he's kind of low-key pulling for us on Tuesday. 
Yeah, I think I think Jeff Goodman. I've, I've done a 180 on him a little bit. Yeah, uh, not you know, not he still obviously likes to rile up fan bases, and you know he sticks to his guns a little bit. But uh, for him to go on the Gauchos and for him to just keep interacting with our fan base, and you mm-hmm. know, say that we should all get drinks on Monday night and everything like that, you know, he seems like a good dude. Uh, he does, he, and so you know, uh, 180 on Jeff Goodman over here. Yeah, guns up, Jeff. We'll see. We'll guns see you up. Tuesday, man. You better you better be wearing some uh, scarlet and black. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Final thoughts. What you got? Uh, it's it's a game of destiny, man, and it's up for mm-hmm. us to show up and make it happen. This this doesn't just pass us by. And this is something you have to go and grab. They're gonna want it too. I uh, know, and I know Coach Adams and his players are gonna want to win for him. They were gonna want to win for Coach Adams more than they want to beat Chris Beard. So that's why I believe we're gonna win on Tuesday. I think it's gonna be for their beloved coach that they stayed around for or transferred in for or got recruited by. I don't think I think it's more about that than it is beating their former coach. So I think we're uh, I think we're gonna go in, take care of business and uh enshrine a game that will live on in Texas Tech lore forever. Very nice. Damn, you nailed those final thoughts right there, dude. Holy crap. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Just the, the, the spirit of, of, of West Texas was speaking through me there. Yeah, you you had it full <laughs> on. You had John Denver rolling through your nodes right there, dude. Um, <laughs> all right. So eight o'clock on ESPN2, everybody, you know, if, if you somehow don't know the time and the place to watch it, that's how you can watch it. Um, don't throw things. Please do not throw Please. things on the court. Don't make us look bad. Uh, everything like that. Uh, have a hell of a time if you're going to this game. This is a once-in-a-lifetime deal that that you guys are witnessing. If you're a student, if you're a fan that paid a bunch of money to go see this game, if you're any alumni, recruits, play, former players, whatever, uh, this is a – I'm not joking when I say this. This is a once-in-a-lifetime sort of atmosphere and sort of game you're going to uh, get to see here. And it's just – it's going to be unmatched. And so enjoy yourselves. Uh, hopefully Tech pulls out a big win here. And uh, just, you know, where we can talk about it for years. So uh, everybody just be ready. Cheer for all of us that can't be there, guys. Be as loud as you could possibly be. Rip open those vocal cords. And we'll all be drinking uh, in spirit together after the game. We'll all be sharing some beers. Yes, I will be waking up many neighbors on Tuesday uh, yes. that are just, you know, over here in Louisiana. They don't really Innocent care about bystanders. this game. I am, <laughs> I am the one person who cares so much in this city about this game. <laughs> and, uh, I've, you know, the, my neighbors are going to be wondering why I'm screaming my lungs out at 815 on a Tuesday night. But uh, that's that's what Texas Tech does to you, man. That's what it does. Without question, I'll be doing the same. Yep, for sure. So. Um, all right, man. Song of the week. Let's do it. End it off right here. All right. Song of the week. I had to go with a group of Red Raiders and I had to do it very West Texas theme because that's that's the beauty of our team. That's the beauty of our program. I'm going with the Panhandlers. No handle. Because Chris Beard is going to be so confused by the environment he walks into. It's going to be hostile. It's going to be disorienting. So I'm going with No Handle by the Panhandlers. Very nice. Great, uh, great group right there. You know, they they obviously made up of a bunch of former Texas Tech alums and great singers in their own right. So that's a good pick. I'm going a little more petty on mine. (laughs) Just a little bit more petty. Uh, My song of the week is, uh, you know, very nicely called Land of the Snakes by J. Cole. (laughs) Chris Beard, as we know, is the biggest snake of them all, uh, leaving in the dead of night 
uh, going to meet with uh, Chris Del Conte in Plainview over a McDonald's McMuffin, whatever the hell it was. Um, he's a snake. He always will be a snake. And uh, he's the worst, and I hope we kick his absolute ass on uh, on Tuesday night. So that's my song of the week, Land of the Snakes, J. Cole. This is no fear. This is so pure. This is so clear. This is one breath. This is no air. Ain't no better than I do the most here. I'm the president. You the coach here. You the player. Yeah, I'm the coach here. She told me watch the snakes because they watching you. She told me watch the snakes because they watching you. I appreciate you just really leaning into the petty part. I need I needed some trash thrown in there, and I'm, I appreciate your contribution. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, always, man. Always. I'll provide that for you. I'll provide the pettiness when we need it. Well, I think the only thing that's going to top this episode, how fun this was going to be to talk about, is, is recapping the sweet yes. victory we feel yes. on Wednesday. So we'll see you all then. Yes, we will see you all. We'll probably record on Wednesday. Episode, next episode probably coming out on Thursday. Um, you know, I, as much, as much as we think Texas tech is going to win, they still have to go out there and freaking do it. So, uh, to all the players and the coaches that are not listening to this podcast right now, uh, <laughs> you know, just get her done and, uh, we love you either way. Uh, but Absolutely. you know, wreck them and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to kick beards ass. So let's, let's end it with, uh, some plugs. Like we always do. You can follow both me and Tristan on Twitter. Tristan is at Tristy Mick. I am at L underscore S underscore Rodriguez. Follow the pod on Twitter at talking tech pod. We love all the interactions we're getting from y'all. Uh, we really do appreciate y'all on that on that stupid bird app. Um, <laughs> you can follow our songs elite playlist. They are going to be on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, and then you know if you could just keep rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, you know, leave us some reviews. We like reading those. Those are always fun uh, to tell us what we can maybe improve on a little bit. Uh, maybe tell us what we're doing right. So. Uh, we do appreciate that. We are working on potentially seeing some merch stuff. We had a couple of people reach out. So looking into that a little bit, we'll keep you all updated with that. Um, and, you know, we're going to end it like we always do. Always screw Chris Beard, wreck em tech. Screw Chris Beard, wreck UT, wreck em. Uh Wow. First of all, uh, got a lot of respect for Stephen and Tristan. Uh, their program, tough guys, just uh, a lot of fun. I love the game of basketball, but also love West Texas, and I love Stephen and Tristan. I'm extremely proud. Well, I don't know where we go from here. I'm, I think I'm just going to sit back down. It's just not getting better than this. I would like to thank uh, Stephen and Tristan. This is incredible. These guys have a passion and a love for this school. Ready?